Welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, uncolored by interests of big pharma, the generally misplaced motivations of healthcare and doctors, just ideas and strategies that work safely, effectively, and inexpensively. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of the Wheat Belly and Undoctored books, and now my newest book, Super Gut, a book that gives you a blueprint on rebuilding a healthy microbiome to take back control over weight, health, and aging. In this episode of Defiant Health, I ask the question, will my programs make you younger? There are a number of factors that drive aging. Among the most important are inflammation, insulin resistance, glycation, endotoxemia, and hormonal senescence, in addition to genetically programmed factors, and we'll discuss each of these items at length. We cannot, of course, influence genetically determined factors, but we do have enormous control over the other factors. The sad truth is that a conventional diet and modern healthcare advice accelerate aging via these mechanisms. Just look around you the next time you're in a supermarket or mall. Do you see slender, vibrant, vigorous people who look younger than their years? Or do you see overweight, tired people who look beaten down by life, older than their chronological age? If you want to impact the rate at which you age, you therefore have to reject much conventional wisdom and adopt strategies that are somewhat unconventional. So let's discuss the factors that you have control over that influence the rate at which you age. I believe that some pretty spectacular results are achievable that will cause the people around you to ask, what are you doing to look so good? Later in the podcast, let's talk about Defiant Health's sponsor, Paleo Valley. Their fermented grass-fed beef sticks, bone broth protein, rich in collagen, Organic super greens and low carb superfood bars have among the cleanest ingredient lists in the industry. They're also expanding their wild pastures service that delivers 100% grass fed and finished pastured meats from a regenerative family farm right to your door. And they have more recently introduced some interesting new products, including chocolate flavored grass fed bone broth protein grass-fed organ complex in capsule form, and for the fall season, pumpkin spice superfood bars with grass-fed bone broth protein. I'd also like to introduce a revolutionary and unique product for skin health that I personally formulated called gut to glow a combination of the probiotic microbe Lactobacillus roteri that many of you already know about, combined with other ingredients all designed to maximize benefits such as smoother, moister skin with reduced wrinkle depth. In this episode of Defiant Health, let's discuss many of the factors that lead to aging, and then also consider whether there are strategies you could follow that slow aging or perhaps even partially reverse aging. So obviously we can't have you become a teenager again, but can we turn the clock back, say, 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years for different facets of your health, like skin health, muscular health, hormonal health, and other aspects that determine the rate at which you age? There are a number of factors that play into this process we call aging, but let's consider five of the most important 
including those that you have some power to influence. In other words, not a whole lot of point in talking about genetically determined factors, right? Because there's nothing you can do about those. But there are a number of factors you have great influence over and thereby have the potential to exert effects that we could uh, view as maintaining youthfulness or reverse aging. Let's start by considering the process of inflammation. Inflammation is a necessary process for healing and for recovering, say, from a viral infection, a bacterial infection, or a wound. But inflammation can also be unprompted by an injury or disease and just have this kind of low-grade, ongoing inflammation. You can see this reflected in multiple inflammatory measures. Common measures like C-reactive protein, interleukins such as interleukin-6 or interleukin-1-beta or tumor necrosis factor alpha. You can track these measures and you can manipulate them. Inflammation is important. This sort of low-grade inflammation you're, you're likely not even aware of that can drive resistance to insulin, that is poor responsiveness to insulin, drive higher blood sugars, higher blood pressure, higher triglycerides, low HDL. Higher levels of inflammation can also lead to various diseases. So inflammation, for instance, is a part of heart disease, coronary disease. It's a part of type 2 diabetes and other metabolic distortions. It can even raise potential for diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, and cancers. So taming inflammation is a major advantage in, in health. Inflammation can also accelerate aging because inflamed joints, for instance, are a sign of getting old, right? Bad joints, bad hips, bad knees. Inflammation leads to loss of muscle mass and strength. Inflammation can lead to cognitive impairment. So inflammation is something we want to tackle and try to subdue and keep it to a minimum. Another important process that influences the rate at which you age is insulin resistance. That is how well your body, your muscle, brain, liver, other organs responds to insulin. Ideally, your organs are very responsive to insulin. That means you can do well with very low blood levels of insulin. But most modern people are very insulin resistant, meaning they have very high levels of insulin in their blood. So a, a normal or ideal situation would be a blood level of insulin, maybe two or three microunits per liter. A person who is insulin resistant can have levels of 30, 70, 140 much higher, not just a little bit higher, but many fold higher levels of insulin. And when you have that level of insulin resistance, it causes weight gain, blocks weight loss. It amplifies inflammation in multiple organs like muscle and brain and liver and arteries. So insulin resistance is a ubiquitous driving process like inflammation for numerous health conditions. Insulin resistance, for instance, causes or leads to or influences coronary disease, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's dementia, cancers, and many other conditions. Another very important driving process for aging is something called glycation. And all that means is whenever your blood glucose, your blood sugar, rises above 100 milligrams per deciliter. So ideal fasting blood sugar is 70 to 90 milligrams per deciliter. Your doctor may say crazy things like, as long as you don't go above 200, you're okay. That is absolutely not true. Because anytime you rise above 100, you are glycating proteins in the body. What that means is glucose reacts with the proteins in the body to form an irreversible reaction. So if you glycate, for instance, the proteins in the lenses of your eyes, you get cataracts, opacities or cataracts. If you glycate 
the collagen in your joints, the cartilage of your joints, it makes the cartilage brittle, it makes it much more likely to erode over time, and it leads to arthritis. If you glycate brain tissue, it accelerates the development of dementia. So glycation occurs every time your blood glucose rises above 100 milligrams per deciliter. So let's say you had a bowl of oatmeal, no added sugar, just oatmeal, maybe stone ground organic oatmeal, and your blood sugar rises, say, which is very common, to 160 milligrams per deciliter. Well, you've just experienced an acceleration of aging, skin aging, joint aging, cartilage aging, brain aging, etc. So we aim to not glycate, or at least keep glycation down to its absolute minimum. And glycation is something you can measure. Because there's a blood test called hemoglobin A1C or HbA1c, typically viewed as only a reflection of blood sugar, but it's actually a measure of glycated hemoglobin. So we can use this as an index, a gauge of how rapidly you're glycating. Ideally, if you're glycating at the most minimal level, your hemoglobin A1c should be no higher than 5.0%. Ideally in the 4 range, 4.3, 4 4.5%, something like that. It's not uncommon, though. If you were to look at the hemoglobin A1c of average Americans, you'd be shocked to see that many people are in the 6.7 range. People with diabetes are not uncommonly at levels of 9, 10, 11, or 12. So whenever your hemoglobin A1c is higher like that, it means you are accelerating the process of aging, skin aging, brain aging, eye aging, joint aging, etc., the Defiant Health Podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley, makers of delicious grass-fed beef sticks, healthy snack bars, and other products. We are very picky around here and insist that any product we consider has no junk ingredients like maltodextrin, carrageenan, carboxymethylcellulose, sucralose, and of course, no added sugars. And all Paleo Valley products contain no gluten nor grains. In fact, I find Paleo Valley products among the cleanest of any in their category and they're truly delicious. One of the habits I urge everyone to get into is to include a fermented food product at least once, if not several times per day in their lifestyles. Unlike nearly all other beef sticks available, the Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are all naturally fermented, meaning they contain probiotic bacterial species. And now, Paleo Valley is expanding their Wild Pastures program that provides 100% grass-fed, grass-finished pastured beef and pastured chicken and pork, raised without herbicides or pesticides and raised in the USA. And they've just added wild-caught seafood caught from the waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. They're now offering a 20% lifetime discount on every order for a limited time. I'll post the web address in the Defiant Health show notes. Shipping for Paleo Valley products is free for orders of $75 or more. For more information or to order, go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Enter the coupon code DEFIANT, not case sensitive, for a 15% discount to Defiant Health listeners. The web address is also listed in the Defiant Health show notes that accompany this podcast. And be sure to take a look at their other products, such as their organic super greens, rich with phytonutrients, and their super food bars that come in dark chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, and lemon meringue. They're low carb, of course, with 8 grams net carbs per bar. The Paleo Valley folks have been busy, recently adding some interesting new products, including chocolate-flavored grass-fed bone broth protein, grass-fed organ complex in capsule form, 
and for the fall season, Pumpkin Spice Super Food Bars with grass-fed bone broth protein. And for listeners to the Defiant Health Podcast, you can apply your discount code for a 15% discount. The discount code can be found in the show notes. You may know that, in addition to writing books, blogs, and helping to educate people on how to achieve genuine health, I also co-founded a research and development company called Realize Therapeutics Corporation, and I serve as the chief medical officer. I'd therefore like to tell you about a product that I personally formulated that we call Oxyceutics Gut 2 Glow, a combination of ingredients consumed orally for skin health and appearance. It is truly a revolutionary product. There is, to my knowledge, no other product like Gut to Glow. As most of you know, I have been impressed with the skin and other health benefits that develop with replacement of a microbe lost from the gastrointestinal microbiota of most modern people, Lactobacillus roteri. Many of you have successfully cultivated this microbe to high counts as yogurt, but many have also asked for a more convenient way to obtain this important microbe to give you a break from making yogurt or for situations such as travel or giving gifts. I listened, but I went several steps further. In addition to providing high counts of Lactobacillus roteri, we added several components to amplify skin benefits. Marine source collagen hydrolysates, enriched in the dye and tripeptides that exert many of the skin benefits of collagen, including stimulating the deposition of more collagen in the dermal layer of skin. Hyaluronic acid, that increases moisture in the dermal layer of skin and also acts as a prebiotic fiber in the GI tract for additional health benefits. Astaxanthin, a carotenoid relative of beta-carotene, but with greater anti-inflammatory and anti-oxidative benefits. Gut to Glow is formulated to provide beauty from within, actually adding to skin moisture, smoothness, and an increase in dermal collagen that results, over time, in reduced wrinkle depth. Our preliminary experience suggests that improvements in skin moisture, smoothness, and reduction of wrinkles begins after four weeks with further improvements over 8 to 12 weeks and beyond. I invite you to take a look at some of the results on the Oxycutics Gut to Glow website, web address in the show notes. Another fundamental process that influences aging is the process of metabolic endotoxemia, or just plain endotoxemia. All that means is that microbes in the GI tract, in the gastrointestinal tract, when they die, they release components of their little bodies, uh, specifically of their cell walls, and that's called lipopolysaccharide, or endotoxin. So these microbes, trillions of them, live and die in the space of a few hours, so there's very rapid turnover of large numbers. They release their breakdown products, some of which gain access into your bloodstream. So when endotoxin from microbes gains entry into the bloodstream, it's called endotoxemia. Now, this is especially bad when you have SIBO, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And all that means is many, many people, by my estimation, one in two of all Americans, 50% of the population, have this problem because of many factors such as taking antibiotics that kill pathogenic microbes, yes, but also kill off beneficial microbes in the GI tract. Other factors like exposure to the herbicide glyphosate that's in the herbicide Roundup. Glyphosate is an herbicide, but it's also an antibiotic. 
food additives, such as preservatives, added to inhibit growth of microbes in food, but also inhibit growth of microbes in you, in your GI tract. And there's many other factors that adversely influence the gastrointestinal microbiome. Well, when you lose healthy species, species that you may be familiar with that we've talked about in the past, like Lactobacillus roteri or Lactobacillus gastri, when we lose those healthy species, it opens the door for fecal microbes, such as E. coli, or Citrobacter, or Campylobacter, or Shigella, or Pseudomonas, to proliferate and then ascend into the 24 feet of small intestine. So that adds up to 30 feet, 24 feet of small bowel, 4 to 5 feet of colon, of trillions of microbes. So the burden of microbes is far greater because the numbers of microbes are much greater. The numbers of microbes are greater. The kinds of microbes are different. They're mostly fecal species, stool species. And when they die, they release their components such as endotoxin, some of which gains entry into the bloodstream, especially especially when these microbes inhabit the small bowel. And that's because the small bowel has a very fragile and thin single-layer mucus barrier, unlike the colon, which is better prepared to handle large quantities of microbes and has a thicker, more durable two-layer mucus barrier. So fecal microbes invading the small intestine release their byproducts like endotoxin that can penetrate that thin mucus barrier, and gain entry into the bloodstream. That is endotoxemia. And endotoxemia is a major driver, once again, of inflammation and insulin resistance. And it's a process by which microbes in the GI tract can be experienced in any other organ of the body. It can lead to dementia, for instance, in the brain, or depression from the brain. It can lead to joint aches and muscle pain, such as in conditions like fibromyalgia or, or rheumatoid arthritis. It can lead to skin conditions like rosacea or psoriasis. Virtually every organ of the body can be exposed to endotoxemia. And of course, the inflammation and insulin resistance that endotoxemia provokes accelerates aging. So dealing with endotoxemia can be a major advantage in taming the process of aging. Lastly, Hormonal status can influence aging, but the one hormone I'm going to focus on most of all is oxytocin. While you may think of oxytocin as the hormone of love and empathy, and it is indeed that, it also increases generosity, it increases your tolerance for other people's opinions, it makes you closer to other people like your partner or your family or your co-workers, but oxytocin is so much more than that. The emerging evidence suggests it plays a major role in the process of aging and maintaining youth. And so there's a very interesting experiment that was conducted at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. A very simple experiment. They did a lot of this work on oxytocin, but in this case, there's a very simple experiment. They gave two groups of mice a very bad diet meant to mimic a fast food diet. So lots of hydrogenated fats, fried fats, a lot of sugar. And one group of mice were only given the bad diet. Were those Th those mice, predictably, got old, got fat, lost their hair, stopped mating with each other. So they got old, fat, and died. Another group of mice, given the same terrible fast food diet, were also given the microbe Lactobacillus roteri. Previous work by this group had shown that mice given Lactobacillus roteri experience a 300% increase in the blood levels of oxytocin. And they watched the mice that got roteri with the bad diet stay slender, maintain thick fur, and mated and groomed each other until they died. In other words, they stayed slender and youthful until they died. 
And so other evidence suggests that when you boost oxytocin with replacement of rotorite, you also get other effects, such as restoration of youthful muscle. Males experience an increase in testosterone. There's a preservation of bone density. There's an increase in libido. There's a deepening of sleep. And there's a smoothing of skin wrinkles from an explosion in dermal collagen. So smoother skin with less wrinkles, more muscle, greater libido, higher testosterone, etc. I believe, add it all up, that sounds a lot like reverse aging, doesn't it? So it's becoming clear that oxytocin is a major factor in determining how quickly you age and losing oxytocin is a major detriment and accelerates aging. The reality is that the vast majority of people have all five of these processes ongoing and accelerating the process of aging. So let's talk about what you can do to put a stop to this and maybe even turn back the clock at least a few years. Let's start with diet. So we're going to follow a diet that does not provoke inflammation, does not provoke insulin resistance, does not provoke glycation. What, what kind of diet does that? Well, first of all, the modern American diet causes inflammation, causes insulin resistance, and causes glycation. So we're going to remove foods that are responsible for those effects. So we take out all wheat, all grains, and all sugars. So if you eat, say, a piece of salmon, your blood sugar won't go up. You won't be glycating. It will not, will not contribute to insulin resistance. It will not contribute to inflammation. In fact, the opposite is true. The omega-3 fatty acids, for instance, in the fish reduces insulin resistance and reduces inflammation modestly. So we're going to follow a diet minus all the foods that cause inflammation and insulin resistance, but namely a diet completely absent, wheat, grains, and sugars. Let's also address nutrients that are lacking in modern life. For instance, magnesium, because we have to filter our drinking water nowadays because we can't drink straight from a river or stream, right? That water right, runs over rocks and minerals and contains magnesium. We have to filter our water, and water filtration is very effective at removing all magnesium. So we replace magnesium. We get omega-3 fatty acids because modern people don't want to eat the brains of animals anymore. And it's dangerous to eat too much seafood because it contains mercury and shellfish contains cadmium. So we rely on omega-3 fatty acids as a supplement. And we also address iodine because iodine deficiency is very common. And if you allow that to happen, it also amplifies inflammation and insulin resistance. And we also supplement vitamin D because most of us live indoor lives. We may live in northern climates and we wear clothes in public. And so we replace vitamin D. Put those four things together. That is magnesium, omega-3 fatty acids, iodine, and vitamin D. And they all synergize to reduce inflammation and insulin resistance. So very powerful. And both the omega-3 fatty acids and the vitamin D also reduce endotoxemia because the omega-3 fatty acids activate an enzyme that lines the intestinal wall called intestinal alkaline phosphatase that can deactivate the endotoxin lipopolysaccharide. Vitamin D amplifies or increases the intestinal immune response. So omega-3s and vitamin D play a role in reducing endotoxemia. We also tackle the microbiome. Modern people have massively disrupted their microbiome because of all those factors I listed earlier, like antibiotics, preservatives, herbicides, and pesticides. And as many as one in two Americans, as I mentioned earlier, 
have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, that is associated with a flagrant rise in endotoxemia, as well as intestinal inflammation. So if you think that applies to you, you want to address that. That's a separate conversation. Things you should look for are telltale signs of SIBO, such as food intolerances. If you have intolerances, for instance, to FODMAPs or to legumes, to fructose or other sugars, to nightshades or histamine-containing foods, all those food intolerances are signs of SIBO. There are conditions that are virtually synonymous with SIBO, and if you have one of these conditions, one or more, you likely have very likely have SIBO. That list includes restless leg syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, any autoimmune condition, inflammatory bowel diseases, also colitis and Crohn's disease, fatty liver, and a number of other conditions. So these are signs that you should address SIBO. It's unwise to ignore SIBO if you have it, because over a long period of unaddressed, uncorrected SIBO, it leads to other health conditions like neurodegenerative disorders, like Parkinson's disease and dementia or to autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or to inflammatory bowel disease, or to diverticular disease and colon cancer. So ignoring SIBO is not a very good idea. There's also a new consumer device called the AIR device, A-I-R-E, made by a company called Food Marble, with which I have no relationship. But they have a very cool device that you can use in the comfort of your own home to test for SIBO. That's a whole other conversation. I invite you to take a look at my other podcasts, at my drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog, as well as my books, especially the Super Gut book. Super Gut contains a full protocol for how to use the air device. Oddly, this device was invented by a PhD engineer, Dr. Angus Short, for his uh, fiance, now wife, because she had irritable bowel syndrome and was told to go on a low FODMAPS diet, low fiber, low sugar diet, because when you do that, they have less bloating and diarrhea. But he saw that she tripped up frequently. So he invented this device to identify those times where she tripped up and got exposed to something that had FODMAPS. Because when you do, you produce hydrogen gas. You can measure that. But when I got this device, I called Dr. Short and I said, that's not what this is. Yeah, you can use it for that purpose, but it's really a mapping device. It tells you where in the GI tract microbes are living. So in SIBO, recall, microbes have ascended into the small bowel. You can use the air device to determine if there are microbes living in the upper GI tract. That The entire uh, way to use it for that purpose is in my super gut book. Now, if you have SIBO, and the process of endotoxemia is thereby accelerating your aging, you can do something about it. The conventional answer to SIBO, it would typically is usually just, just to ignore it, or your doctor says there's no such thing or some other nonsense, despite the flood of evidence, scientific evidence, that SIBO is a real thing. Well, the handful of physicians who actually do understand this process may hand you a prescription for an antibiotic like rifaximin or zyfaxin. Well, it's not a very good antibiotic. It only works about 50% of the time. And it typically is not accompanied by a conversation to tell you how you got this process, what you can do to increase the efficacy higher than 50%, what you can do to prevent the very common recurrences. What they typically do is hand you prescription after prescription for the same antibiotic. It's very expensive. And every time you take an antibiotic, it further damages the composition of your intestinal microbiome. So not a good practice. There are some herbal antibiotic regimens, only two of which have been uh, scrutinized scientifically, the candibactin regimen and the FC-cytal dysbiocide regimen. But more recently, I've been trying something different. 
I asked this question. If you took an off-the-shelf commercial probiotic for SIBO, will your SIBO go away? No. You might have a little less bloating, a little less diarrhea, but you'll still be left with 30 feet of unhealthy fecal species living in your small bowel. So let's ask a couple of different questions. What if we asked, let's choose microbe, microbial species, probiotics, that colonize the upper GI tract. Only some do that. That's where SIBO is, right? Also, let's choose species that produce what are called bactericins. These are natural antibiotics effective against the species of SIBO. So I chose three. I chose a strain of Lactobacillus gasseri, a strain of Lactobacillus roteri, and a strain of Bacillus coagulans. Now we take it even further. I co-ferment them for an extended period of 36 hours as yogurt. It's not yogurt, of course. It's completely different, but it looks and smells like yogurt, so I call it yogurt. I actually call it SIBO yogurt because so far, this is an anecdote, of about 40 people who've done this, 90% have converted to negative testing by the air device, that is hydrogen gas testing. So we will perform a form of clinical trial to validate this, but so far, anecdotally, it's working and it seems to be superior to every other strategy we've tried. We do this for a minimum of four weeks, occasionally longer. I also think it might be helpful to prevent recurrences because if you have those bacterial species and strains colonizing the upper GI tract and producing bactericins, I believe it's likely that they inhibit or push back on the fecal microbes that try to reascend up into the small intestine. I've been pleasantly surprised at how effective the SIBO yogurt appears to be in this preliminary anecdotal experience. But when you think about it, if the solution could be something as benign as yogurt, well, why not try it? But please don't confuse this, what I'm calling SIBO yogurt, with, with the stuff they sell at the grocery store. It's something completely different. I kind of regret for that reason calling it yogurt, but it looks and smells like yogurt, so, uh, but it is completely different. It has different microbial species, it has far greater numbers. And of course, those species were chosen for a very specific reason. So please don't confuse, get confused and think that store-bought yogurt is anything close to what we're talking about. Now, if you want more detail on how to do all these kinds of things, the supplements, the diet, the SIBO yogurt, you'll find this in my books. The most recent book, the Super Gut book, details all this, all those th things. I invite you to continue to listen to this podcast, of course, and subscribe via your favorite podcast directory. Also consult the more than 2,000 articles in my drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog. There's a wealth of information there also. And of course, if you want a lot closer attention, including two-way Zoom conferences that we do every week or most weeks, then I invite you to take a look at the inner circle at drdavisinfinitehealth.com and join the conversation where we have frequent discussions on the discussion forum. We have two-way Zoom meetings. We discuss all the facets of these programs and there's lots and lots of material and videos to help you navigate this program. All right, thanks for listening.